so I, I asked the Lord um, what he wanted me to speak about this morning, and he said, I want you to speak about faith, um, and that faith is voice activated. <laughs> faith is voice activated. Um, he wanted me to, to share how to get healed and how to stay healed. Um, there is this element of discipleship. Um, there is this element of learning to walk in your own authority. So that, um, so that you don't go chasing healing conferences. How many of you know we all love healing conferences? That's why we're having one. Amen? You know, it's awesome. You get to see what's possible. You see a demonstration of the spirit and power. But that demonstration is always to lead you back to Jesus. It's always to lead you back to the gospel, to the fact that Jesus died on a cross he paid for all of our sin, sickness, shame, disease. He died for all of our entanglements with the enemy so that we could be set free, so that we could walk in freedom. That's what he did on the cross. He died as us. He paid the price. And then uh, we were buried with him. We were co-crucified with him. We were buried with him. And then we were raised up with him, amen, in resurrection so that we have new life, so that we can become born again. But he doesn't just stop there. Um, he had to go away so that he could send the helper. And that's part of the gospel message is that now we can walk in the Holy Spirit. We can be baptized with the Spirit and power so that we have the ability to walk out this Christian life. Um, to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, to walk in the power and the gifts of the Spirit so that we can push back darkness and so that we can bring the kingdom everywhere we go. Amen? Amen. So when you come to something like this, and let's say, you know, like someone's knee, and they're like, oh my gosh, my knee got healed, okay? And then the next day, it's like, oh, the knee pain is there again, okay? Was it still a miracle that the knee was healed in that moment? Amen. If you had freedom from knee pain for 24 hours, is that a miracle? Yeah. Amen. If you went to a doctor and the doctor was able to just like real quick adjust your knee and you're like, oh my gosh, instantly it's gone. You'd be pretty amazed, right? You'd probably be telling everybody that you know about how amazing that doctor is, right? Yeah. So once you know that that is something that he can do, you now become responsible for that information so that you can now apply your faith to it and you can walk in your authority in Christ so that if the enemy were to try to come back and see if you'll agree with him, you can push him back and say, nope, I reject that knee pain in Jesus' name. Amen? And I shared a little bit about this. This is what happened with my heart healing. I had complete 100% relief from that heart condition for one week. For one week, nothing, not a single heart palpitation, not a single episode. I was running around doing life that night, instantly, changing diapers, cooking dinner. Those, these were all things that I couldn't do. I couldn't even sit in a chair. I would start to pass out. And it was instant and immediate and one week of relief. Now, how many of you know it didn't matter that the enemy tried to bring that back one week later? I had one week of relief. I had encountered the power of God. Amen? And what that actually is, is he gave me the grace to have the faith that this is possible and something that I can contend for. Does this make sense? If he hadn't done that initial miracle, it'd be really tough for me to, to war for that. It'd be really tough for me to confess scripture over that because I had never seen it. But now I had seen it and now I had the grace to believe. Does this make sense? So this is where there's a responsibility of faith where, um, it, it, like what, what Pastor Daniel said last night, the only thing that qualifies you for healing is that you need it. Does this make sense? 
But the question becomes, do you need it? And even that's a question that Jesus asks. Do you want to be made well? Do you, like, what, he, he talks to blind Bartimaeus. He's like, what do you want from me? You would think, well, hello. <laughs> they call me blind Bartimaeus, right? You'd think, you know, but he's like, what, what do you want from me, right? There, there is this thing where people think that it's faith to say, oh, you know, I have this skin condition, but you know what, bless God, I'm so blessed, I'm okay. I'm okay with that skin condition. You know what, I'm blessed in all these other areas, and it's, I trust God, I trust God. And I'm, I'm here to say that um, faith is something that is pleasing to God's heart, and receiving the fullness of what Jesus did on the cross in your body is an act of worship. It's an act of worship. It's an act of faith that pleases his heart. Okay? Now, how many of you would look at your little, you know, toddler son or your little toddler little girl, and she's got a broken leg, and she's like, but mommy, you are so good. You don't need to fix my broken leg. It's okay. I, I love you so much, mommy, and I trust you. I'm, I'm just like, the broken leg's okay. You feed me, and, you know, I have brothers and sisters, and you love me so much. How many of you know that displeases your heart? It would actually hurt your heart as a mom or as a dad to be like, do you not know that I want your leg healed? Do you not know? Like, wh why would you think I would want you to keep that? And it works on big levels and it works right down to the small things. Amen? We were never meant to walk in this life in sickness. That's something that Jesus paid for. Amen? How many of you know he paid a high price? A high price. A high price. Every drop of blood. There is not one condition that is something that he's like, oh, you know what, but that's no big deal. It's really like, what are you willing to walk out in faith and say, God, I need this healing. God, I need it. Amen. Activate your faith. Faith is voice activated. Turn to somebody and tell them, faith is voice activated. <laughs> it's voice activated. The goal of this conference is not so that you can get healing in a moment, and it's not so that the next time you need healing, you come running back to Awaken Life Church to have one of us pray for you. That is the exact opposite of the purpose of this conference. <laughs> Amen. This conference is here so we can demonstrate what God is capable of so that you pick it up and you start running with it so that the next time you need healing for something, you stand in faith, you take authority over it, you tell it to go. And by the way, everyone around you, you are lit up with the Holy Ghost and you start praying for the people around you. Amen. This is what we're doing. We're activating the body of Christ. We're activating the bride to be the bride that the gates of hell will not prevail against. Amen walking and tongue talking and <laughs> walking in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. This conference is so that you can encounter Jehovah Rapha, so that you can encounter Jesus, the great physician, and not only stand in healing for yourself, but also pray for others and to see them recover. Um, this, this is something that I've shared many times. So I'll share it again. Um, the Lord gave me a dream many years ago before we started the church. It was after my healing. And um, in the dream, I saw Jesus take a turn at something. I, I don't know why. It was like he was rolling a ball. It was like ski ball or something like that. I saw Jesus take a turn at something. And then I saw a big man in a suit on a platform, and he took a turn at something. And then nothing was happening. And this voice came and said, um, do you know why nothing is happening? 
And I said, no, is it going to be Jesus's turn again? Like, what's, what is this and what's happening? And, um, and the voice said, no, nothing is happening because it's the church's turn. It's the church's turn. And so what he was showing is that Jesus came to the earth fully God, fully man, but he laid down his access to everything that made him God to come and be a baby. Does this make sense? So that he walked this life as a man and he walked it out perfectly and sinless. And then when it came time, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit so that he walked this life the same way we do as humans walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Does this make sense? Okay. And so he demonstrated for us what it's like to live this life. He demonstrated what it's like to bring the kingdom. He demonstrated healing sickness and casting out demons and all of those things. What it's like to live a godly life and a pure and holy life. Does this make sense? And then we had this season of big men on platforms and some women on platforms as well that were anointed with these massive anointings where millions of people come to their meetings and encounter healing. And it's like, oh man, uh, if you want to go get healed, go find Reinhard Bonnke, go fly to Africa and you're going to get healed of blindness. Or if you want to uh, see great evangelism, if you want to see your friends get saved, go to a Billy Graham crusade because there's this mighty powerful anointing. Bring them to the mighty man of God. Go get them healed by this person or that person or this person or that person. And there was this season of these mighty anointings showing us what's available today. And we are very thankful for that. But in this next season, what God is saying is that he is pouring out the same power, the same anointing, the same healing, the same freedom and deliverance, the same anointing for evangelism on every one of us, his church, the bride. Amen. It's not about the big people on a platform, amen? It's not about the people with the healing ministry. It's about the church being the church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against her, amen? Amen? So never think of yourself as less, or if you see a mighty anointing, you see Daniel Kalenda, you see, I don't know, who are the other people? You see Randy Clark, I almost said Randy Jackson the other day. <laughs> you see Randy Clark, Bill Johnson, whoever the, the healing evangelists are, which are amazing and we're so thankful for them. Don't ever look at that and say, oh gosh, we've got to go and, and go to their meeting. Think, oh my gosh, that's available for me today, right now. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. We need to rise up and walk this out and bring people to Jesus. Amen. Somebody say, it's my turn. <laughs> turn to five people, say, it's my turn. It's the church's turn. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, faith is voice activated. Take the medicine. How many of you know what the medicine is? What's the medicine? Scripture, the word, feed on the word. When you need healing, look up all the healing scriptures and start taking it like medicine, right? So many of us will just go run right to a, a, a pill bottle or a doctor or whatever. And I'm, I'm not against medicine. I'm not against doctors. But man, let's give faith a chance. Amen. All we are saying is give faith a chance, right? <laughs> give faith a chance. Give faith a chance. See what God's going to do. Amen? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Speak out the medicine. Speak out the word. Speak out the scripture. Proclaim it over your body. Proclaim it over that part that needs to be healed. Amen? Take the medicine. Take the medicine. 
Faith doesn't come by having heard. Faith doesn't come by having heard. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we want to keep taking the medicine. We want to keep hearing good teaching. We want to keep hearing the voice of God telling you over and over and over because it builds your faith. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread, our daily bread, our daily word. What is his word for today? What is his word for right now? That is the word that builds faith. Because how often in the world are we hearing a, a steady, uh, <laughs> overwhelming diet of uh, depression, a steady, overwhelming diet of fear, a steady, overwhelming diet of hopelessness, amen? But we want to come hearing, 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 hearing again and again and again and again, and let it build your faith. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread, daily bread, daily bread, amen? This is a current word for your current situation. Now, we're going to talk about the woman with an issue of blood, and we're just going to read some scripture. If you've got your Bible, if you want to pull it up, it is Mark 5, 25 to 34. Mark 5, 25 to 34. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. Thank you, Jesus. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Now, again, I'm not against doctors, but how many people run to doctors and they go through all kinds of treatments that are brutal and that are like really tough, hard things. And man, we just got to rip this organ out and rip that organ out and just, you know, we'll throw a rod in here and a rod in there. Now, I'm not against these things. You want to pray and be led by Holy Spirit. God can and does use doctors. God can and does use medicine. But... Are we giving faith a chance? Because this woman suffered many things at the hands of doctors. And in fact, she spent all the money that she had and she only grew worse. Now, that was actually my, uh, my plight when I was going through the heart condition. I went through medication after medication, pro you know, procedure after procedure, and just like nothing was working and I was getting worse. Amen. But God has a better way. Amen. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. What did she say? If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. What did she declare? That healing's coming. She didn't say, you know what, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go to this meeting and we're just gonna looky-loo and see, see what happens. We'll check this guy out. Maybe he's a total charlatan, right? It's just like, oh, I've heard the stories. I know that if I can just touch the hem of his robe, that I will be healed. Do you see how faith is voice activated? Amen. She needed that healing. This isn't a, oh, well, we'll see how it goes. It's like she is standing in faith, and how many of you know that pleases God? If I can just touch his robe, I'm going to be healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Immediately, somebody say immediately. immediately. <laughs> she touched his garment. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately, somebody say immediately, <laughs> immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Okay. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, Jesus, and you say, who touched me? 
You say, who touched? Like, everybody's touching you, Jesus. Like, there's crowds around you. They're all grabbing for you. What do you mean, who touched you? What is it that Jesus meant by that? <laughs> Somebody touched him in faith. Somebody touched him in faith. And he's like, whoa, what just happened? Now, what else is really cool about, whoa, what just happened? Who touched me? What does that mean? That means that he did not evaluate the woman with the issue of blood to see if she had enough uh, holiness in her life. He didn't evaluate her to see, did you, did you pray enough? He didn't evaluate to see, oh, do you have too much sin in your life? Because I don't think so. He didn't evaluate to say, did you learn your lesson from having those 12 years of blood flowing? No, he didn't do any of those things. His power is always turned on. Does that make sense? It is the touch of faith that activates that power. Amen. And that faith is what pleases God. If he was actually looking to see if someone was sinful to withhold healing from them, it was actually um, not okay for her to be out in public with an issue of blood. It was actually not okay. What she was supposed to do was announce everywhere she went, unclean, 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 unclean. That's what's supposed to happen because in the Old Testament, when you touch somebody and you were unclean, you actually made them unclean. And how dare she touch the hem of Jesus' robe being unclean? Amen? Amen? And yet she touched him in faith. And it activated the power of God. He did not evaluate her. Amen. The healing came to her because of her faith. Thank you, Jesus. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling. Why was she fearing and trembling? Because what she had done, she could be put to death for. Like just being out in the crowd. And you can imagine, she's like trying to push through the crowd, trying to get to the hem of his robe. She was probably down on the ground, crawling on her hands and knees to try and touch him. Amen? Can you imagine the fear? She could be stoned to death for doing this. That's how big her faith was. Knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Thank you, Jesus. Now, it's interesting that he tells her, go in peace, and he says, and be healed of your affliction. How many of you see in the scripture that she was already healed? Amen? She was already healed. So why does he say that? Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. He is giving his approval He's giving his okay on that so that the enemy isn't going to come back and try and taunt her. Oh, you stole that healing. How dare you? And he's going to try and put that back on her. And she's going to say, no, Jesus told me that my faith made me well. And he told me to be healed and to stay in that healing. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith is voice activated. Thank you, Jesus. It's an act of worship to receive your healing. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It is not an act of worship to say, well, oh, bless God. I'll just keep this thing. I'll, I'll just keep it. I'm, I'm so blessed. You know what? God is so good, and it's okay. You know, that, that is not actually pleasing to the Lord. That's actually not worship, and I submit to you, that's actually not trust in the Lord. Amen? Now, we don't want to get to the place that we're offended, 
that we have something is just like, man, I'm contending for this thing and I want it to move. We're not talking about that. But that just like, oh, I just accept it and it's okay. God doesn't have to touch me. That is not faith. That is not trust in the Lord. Amen? It works if you want it. It is voice activated. Thank you, Jesus. I love what Pastor Daniel said last night about develop an attitude towards sickness. Anytime there's sickness, anytime there's a pain. You know, sometimes it's, it's interesting when you're ministering, you have to keep that in mind because you will get a pain in your body as you're ministering. And if you don't watch it, you're going to think, oh, no, oh, my hip, what's happening with my hip? And it's a word of knowledge, right? It's just like, oh, something's going on. Some, somebody, or like last night, you know, like I, I was praying over here and then someone put their hand on my back and instantly I felt this headache. And so, like, I asked the person I was ministering to, do you have a headache? They're like, nope. And I'm like, someone around me's got a headache. It was the lady behind me, right? And so it's like, but you have to know. It's like, oh, I don't have friendship with sickness. So that if I feel a pain in my head come on, my mind isn't going to go to, oh, you know what? In preparing for the conference, I don't think I drank enough water. So I guess all of a sudden this headache came on. It's like, actually, look at sickness with suspicion, right? And like that was actually a word of knowledge that somebody around me was struggling with a headache. Does this make sense? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Develop an attitude towards sickness. It does not belong to you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, um, again, when, when you experience any kind of healing, I don't care if it lasts for an hour or a day or a week or a month, and then the en- let's say the enemy tries to bring something back. Now, I am not trying to build faith for the fact that healing goes away. Okay, I believe that we can believe once we're healed, boom, you're done and that's it. But I do know the enemy and he likes to come in and try stuff and see if you will walk in the same faith that the person that prayed for you does. Does this make sense? Where you become responsible for the fact that God healed you. So there is this fear of the Lord that you walk in to know that if God did this once, that he's able to do this again and that we need to contend for it. Does this make sense? We need to contend for it. So it's just like, oh, okay, you know, it's like I, you know, I got healed of whatever the thing is. Oh, my hip was hurting, and my hip got healed, and it was good for a month, but then the pain came back. Oh, no, I guess I wasn't healed is what the enemy wants you to say. Amen? But instead, you actually have the gift of faith that's been given to you. Man, if I was healed of that thing for one whole month, then that means this can be gone forever. So I'm going to plant myself in the word of God. I'm going to confess healing scriptures. I'm going to go after this, and I'm going to contend that this is how I'm meant to be permanently. I'm going to have an attitude toward sickness. I'm going to have an attitude toward pain. I'm not going to receive it. I'm going to worship Jesus and say, Jesus, you paid for this on the cross. I am contending for it. I don't accept this pain. No, I'm not going to go hunting down eight different diagnoses for this. Lord, you paid for this and I want it gone in Jesus' name. Amen? Do you understand the difference when you step out in faith? I know that if I pray, this pain is going to go. I know that if I can just touch the hem of his robe, I will be healed of this. Amen? There is this responsibility of the thing that you've been given and a stewardship of the thing that you've been given. Does this make sense? There's a really powerful testimony um, of uh, Kenneth Hagin. <laughs> How many of you know Kenneth Hagin? Awesome, awesome father in the faith and uh, moved in mighty healing and you know all the things. A fantastic teacher and everything. So his son grew up in his ministry seeing healing all the time. All the time, all the time, all the time. He, he was healed of um, a life-threatening issue as a young boy and all these things. And so now um, he grows, and his son is now 15 years old. 
And um, his son um, develops this ear issue where his ear is constantly producing this like leaking gross stuff. And um, they go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, this is a really rare ear fungus. Um, you picked it up somewhere overseas or whatever. It is completely incurable. You're gonna have to go get this thing drained like once a month or something. Eventually your hearing is gonna go in that ear. And um, that, was, that was the diagnosis, is like, that's, this is hopeless, this is incurable. And so, of course, you know, he goes to his dad and he's like, Dad, pray for my ear. So his dad prays for his ear and nothing happens. And a month later, they've got to go and get the ear drained again. It's causing him problems. By the way, the diagnosis is also that he can never go swimming again. Like he has to be really careful in baths and water and stuff. This is like limiting joyful parts of his life because of this thing that he's going to go deaf in his ear if he doesn't watch this. And so um, he goes to his dad and he prays again and he prays again and he prays again. And this thing just won't move. So Kenneth Hagin went into his prayer closet and he's just asked the Lord, just like, what is going on with this? Why is this thing not moving? Um, you know, we've, we've seen thousands healed all the time. You know, this, my young son, he's been healed so many times. Why is this thing not moving? And God told him, he's like, you know, um, he has heard all of your healing messages his entire life to the point that he could probably pe preach them better than you could. And he said, he has not exercised his faith. He has come running to dad. And so Kenneth Hagin, you know, left the prayer closet and went to his son. And he's like, son, he's like, have you prayed for your ear yet? And he's like, no, sir, I didn't. And he's like, okay. So as soon as you had this pain and this ear thing, you just came right to me to pray. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, that's, that's what we do. You know, it's like you, so many people get healed by you and stuff. And so he told him, he's like, well, the Lord showed me that you are to pray for your own ear. <laughs> and, and so his son is just kind of looking at him. And he's like, the Lord showed me that you've heard so many of my messages that you could preach them better than I could. And at age 15, he's like, oh, yeah, that's true. He's like, I've been preaching them to my friends. <laughs> and so he's like, okay. He's like, well, the Lord says for you to pray for it. And so he's just looking at him and he's like, like right now. <laughs> and so he goes and he prays for his own ear. He stands in faith and he exercises all the things that he's learned from his dad's messages. And sure enough, the ear thing leaves and he's still hearing today. He hears fine out of that ear. He's still alive. And uh, he was completely healed. Amen. So how many of you know <laughs> that the reason that we're doing these things, the reason we're activating, equipping the church is because there is a discipleship process to this. Does this make sense? There's a discipleship to this where you don't just come running and looking for prayer from someone with faith. It's to build your faith so that you can do the thing and you can contend for your healing. Now, there's nothing wrong with having multiple people agree with you when you need healing. I'm not saying that, oh, don't ask anybody for prayer. That's not what I'm saying. Prayer is awesome. But what I'm saying is there is this place that you come in maturity of the Lord that you know you can contend for this and you're going after that. Does that make sense? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Faith is acting like the word of God is true. Faith is acting like the word of God is true. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's so, so much simpler than we make it. Faith is just acting like the word of God is true. <laughs> and it is true. <laughs> Faith is acting like the word of God is true true. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, the word of God, um, it's like a menu. It's like people, people take great pride in memorizing the menu. But until you order off the menu, amen, you don't really know the word. Amen. Amen. Oh, I know this section of the menu. I know all the appetizers. I know all the desserts. I could quote them for you in order, backwards and forwards. Have you ordered anything off the menu? Amen. Order off the menu. It pleases God, and it's an act of worship. Thank you, Jesus. All right. We're going to activate the body. Yay. That means you guys. Okay. So um, we, uh, the Lord said, build faith that they hear me. Okay. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. How many of you know, if you've been born again, which I believe every one of us in this room have been born again, every single one of us, I believe now is baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. <laughs> you hear his voice. You hear his voice. And any voice in your ear that says that's not true is not him. You hear his voice. Now, people get um, off when they think that hearing God's voice only means audibly. And I think that's what throws people off. They think that this audible voice is going to come to them. And until they get knocked over the head with this audible voice, then they don't think that they hear the voice of God. But that's not how the voice of God works. You can hear the voice of God. You can see the voice of God. You can feel the voice of God. You can get pictures in your mind for the voice of God. You can read the voice of God. Last night I saw a word over someone, someone's head and I read it. I'm like, oh, somebody spoke the word lazy over you and I'm breaking that lie right now. And instantly they doubled over and they're, they're weeping because that was where a lie came in. You can read the word of God. It's like it's in your mind's eye. Um, you can can smell the word of God. How many of you ever felt smelled a foul spirit before? Or have any of you ever smelled like the fragrance of heaven? Or smelled like incense burning? It's like, what is God saying when you smell these different smells? Um, I had this amazing smell hit me um, outside of my house one day, and it made no sense. There was this like rose fragrance, and I just knew it was the presence of God. Amen? So it's like, what is God saying? Then you get to lean into Holy Spirit and say, God, why are you showing me this smell? Why am I smelling this right now? That is the voice of God. Amen? You get pictures. Sometimes I feel it in my body. Sometimes I feel demonic presences and stuff, and God's saying, that is something that needs to go. Um, sometimes as I'm ministering to people, I just see myself putting a hand on a certain part of their body, so I just do what I saw in my mind. Um, and so it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but all of that is the voice of God, and you have access to it, and the way you hear him is as unique as you are. Because your relationship with him is as unique as you are. Amen? And so lean in and trust that what you're getting is from him. Um, repeat after me. Um, it's probably God. It may not be. It could be me. But it's probably God. <laughs> I would say that that's a better accurate description of John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. More than likely, if you're leaning in and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are hearing him. Does this make sense? It's possible that it's you. Be humble about it. Submit it. Be like, okay, if, if this is from the Lord, pray about this. Does this make sense? Come in humility. But you do hear him. Amen? 
John 8, 47, those who are of God hear the words of God. Words right there is rhema, words of God. That means the spoken right now words of God. If you are of God, you hear his right now word. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Job 33, 14 says, for God may speak in one way or another, yet man does not perceive it. This is what we're talking about. Like God's speaking all the time. Like he'll speak through numbers on a clock. He'll speak through uh, dreams or a sign on the side of road. I had like three people like take a picture of the fresh oil sign on the side of the road and send it to me. It's like fresh oil is coming. You know, <laughs> like God can speak through all these things. God can speak through dreams. Um, it's powerful. Um, but know that you can hear him. Amen. You can hear him. Thank you, Jesus. Walking in direct communication with him is part of your relationship with him, and it is your birthright. Amen.